for some people, their day begins really early. My dad's one of those people. He is he's 73 years old and he's, he's still working. He's currently overseeing the steel construction of a massive building in downtown Seattle. And for as long as I've been aware of my dad's kind of rhythms, he has been getting up between 3.30 and 4 in the morning to begin his day. That didn't pass on to me. I'm not that kind of person. I know some of you have noticed that these videos release at 4.45 in the morning. That's because they're scheduled to do so. I record these a day before. I'm sorry to break any perception that you might have of me being some disciplined person up at four in the morning. I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm not the early riser. But virtually every day, I'm up really early in the morning because I rarely go to bed before one in the morning. I'm one of those extreme night people. I, I feel like my brain works the best between like nine at night and two in the morning. So at 12.40 a.m. last night, I, I opened my Bible and I was reading through Revelation chapter eight. And as I do when I'm reading through the book of Revelation, every time I read through it, is I begin by asking myself, what do these verses in chapter eight of Revelation, 13 verses, what do they reveal about Jesus? Because this book is called the Revelation of Jesus Christ. So what do these reveal about Jesus? And so I read through the whole chapter, the 13 verses, and it is an interesting chapter to say the least, like all the chapters of Revelation. There are some pretty pretty interesting things there. The seventh seal of the scroll, that if you go back to Revelation chapter 5, Jesus took this scroll that had seven seals on it, and now he's opening all the seals and Revelation chapter 5 and Revelation chapter 6, and now he's opened the seventh seal here in Revelation chapter 8. And when he does, there was silence in heaven for a half hour. And then you have these angels, seven angels and seven trumpets that are taken up in this passage. And there's an angel in this passage who offers up incense on an altar in heaven. And we're told that the, that incense, it is mixed with the prayers of the saints being offered up. It's a really trippy picture. And, and then these seven angels with seven trumpets. So what on earth does this stuff reveal about Jesus? Two things came to my mind as I was reading through this at 1240 in the morning last night, this morning, early in the morning. First, Jesus is really serious about prayer, the prayers of the saints. And second, Jesus is really serious about his glory. Again, back in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, these bowls in heaven were mentioned in which there is this incense, which Revelation 5, 8 says, this incense in these bowls are the prayers of the saints. And then here in Revelation chapter 8, that incense is offered to God on this altar and the prayers of the saints, they ascend to him like a sweet smelling aroma or fragrance. So prayer is important to God. He is very serious about prayer. And then in the second half of Revelation chapter 8, there are these, the, the beginnings of these trumpet judgments 
I said there were seven angels with seven trumpets. And we have four of these angels taking these trumpets and sounding these trumpets here in this passage. And with each blast of the trumpet from each one of these four angels in this chapter and then three in the next comes a judgment upon the earth. Judgment comes from heaven to earth. And we have this sequence of judgments being poured forth and devastating the earth. One judgment brings destruction on a third of the trees and the green grass on the earth. And then the next one causes a third of the living creatures in the sea to die. And then a third of all the ships to be destroyed. And then the the third trumpet sounds and it causes many people on the earth to die. And as the third trumpet brings these this kind of poisoning, if you will, to the fresh waters upon the earth. And then the chapter ends with the fourth trumpet, which causes a diminishing of the lights of the sky. The moon and the stars and the sun, they, they're reduced in their brightness in some way. Taken literally or metaphorically, these are devastating judgments that are brought upon the earth by Christ. He is the one that opens the seventh seal of the scroll and causes these judgments to be poured out upon the earth. And when you look at these judgments being poured out upon the earth, you can't help but ask the question, why? Why are these poured out? And as I was thinking about that question, I was reminded of Paul's words in Romans chapter 8 and beginning at verse, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, where we read this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known about God was manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that man is without excuse." And here's the thing, verse 21 of Romans chapter 8. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were they thankful, but they became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became as fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Why does God cause these judgments to come down upon the earth here in Revelation chapter 8. Because he is serious about his glory. And he will judge those someday. He will judge those that are not. Revelation 8, it reveals that Jesus is serious about prayer. The prayers of the saints are like incense and bowls in heaven that are a sweet-smelling aroma and fragrance to God. And not only is God serious about prayer, but Jesus is serious about his glory. So here's the thing to think about. If God is serious about something, then you should be serious about it too. He is serious about prayer and he is serious about his glory. And you have to ask the question, how serious are you about prayer and about God's glory? Is it important to you? Or is it kind of something that you rarely think about? Definitely some questions to think about as you drink your coffee this morning. We'll see you next time.